0: It's Friday, February 9th, 2024. Welcome to episode 89 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Peeler. In this edition of the Postcast, Alameda and Oakland look to the feds for assistance in dealing with issues concerning flooding and the estuary. The recent storms kept Alameda's first responders busy. A new hotel coming to Bay Farm. AC Transit hits pause on their real line project. Our feathered friends had a mixed 2023 and look at some local wine bargains. These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story. On Tuesday, the City Council unanimously directed City staff to proceed with submitting a significant flood protection project to the Federal Emergency Management Agency. At stake, a $50 million grant for the Oakland-Alameda Adaptation Committee for a project called the Oakland-Alameda Multihazard Adaptation and Community Benefits Project. OACC is a collaboration between Alameda, Port of Oakland, City of Oakland, Caltrans, East Bay Regional Park District, and the San Francisco Regional Water Quality Control Board, along with other community organizations. If issued, the grant would help provide flood protection improvements for Alameda's Bay Farm Island Northern Shoreline neighborhood, the Oakland International Airport, and East Oakland's Columbian Gardens neighborhood. Danielle Mueller, Alameda's Sustainability and Resilience Manager, noted that sea level rise is a significant risk to Alameda, with eight inches of sea level rise measured to date, another foot of rise projected by 2050, and four feet projected by 2100. When sea levels rise, groundwater also rises. That can corrode underground infrastructure, damage roads and buildings, cause inland flooding, contaminate soil, and increase liquefaction risks. The project is just one step in a larger overall plan to stay ahead of any problems that future sea level rise may bring. For details on OACC's mission, plus maps of the areas that will be affected by the mitigation projects, see Karen Jensen's article at alamedapost.com news. The recent rains have kept our water supply in good shape, but they also have a negative effect, namely washing huge amounts of trash into the estuary. In 2016, Mary Spicer founded iHeart Oakland Alameda Estuary, a volunteer organization with a goal of keeping the estuary shoreline free of trash. In partnership with California Canoe and Kayak, the City of Oakland, and the Oakland Parks and Recreation Foundation, Spicer has organized countless group, school, and corporate cleanup efforts that have collectively removed more than 6,000 pounds of garbage from the waterway, garbage that often includes human waste and drug paraphernalia. But the problem remains. As Spicer noted last year to the Post, quote, This is not acceptable. Volunteers should not be the front line of defense picking up needles and poop. It's beyond volunteer capacity, end quote. Critical help could be on the way. At the January 24th Enforcement Committee meeting of the San Francisco Bay Conservation and Development Commission, Deputy City Administrator Joe DeVries announced that Oakland is in the process of applying for a multimillion-dollar grant from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Marine Debris Programme. Thanks to Spicer's efforts, Oakland is seeking two million dollars to fund its partnership with iHeart Oakland Alameda Estuary, which would take the lead in conducting quarterly shoreline cleanups and creating public outreach and education campaigns. Another two million would be earmarked for addressing the ongoing issue of abandoned vessels and individuals anchored and living illegally in the estuary. Since announcing an estuary cleanout effort in October, Oakland Marine Patrol has removed 18 derelict boats, while another seven boats left voluntarily. For a complete look at the ongoing efforts to keep the estuary clean, see Ken Durr's article at Alamedapost.com news. Staying on the water for a bit, Alameda's first responders had their hands full with the recent storms. While well, most of us weathered the storm with a few downed branches, some localized flooding, and minor power outages. AFD was busy at the rock wall near the USS Hornet on not one but two occasions. On Sunday the 4th, rough weather forced a live-aboard sailor normally moored near the Encinal boat ramp dangerously close to the wall, with the boat violently tipping and pitching. The person was rescued and taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. On Monday, AFD was right back at the rock wall, coming to the aid of a person who had been stuck near the end of the wall for an extended period of time. If you've ever ventured out to the far reaches of the wall, you know it can be quite challenging. In stark contrast to Sunday, Monday's conditions were calm and the person was loaded into a rescue boat and then transported to a waiting ambulance at the Ensignal boat ramp. The patient was then transported to a local hospital with serious injuries due to, quote, extended exposure to the inclement weather conditions, end quote. Other than those two incidents, the storm was far less impactful than we saw last year, largely due to last year's storm hitting during a king tide, which exacerbated flooding problems. City Communications Officer Sarah Henry praised Alameda's preparations, including the making and distributing of 4,000 sandbags. The city will have sandbags available to residents through the end of this month. Henry did note that the strong winds brought down three streetlight poles. For more details, including pictures of the Rockwall rescues, see Kelsey Gore's article at alamedapost.com news. Don't forget, keep up with the current conditions and the seven-day forecast at alamedapost.com weather. Tuesday, Bay Farm Island saw a groundbreaking ceremony for a new 229-room hotel on Harbor Bay Parkway near the intersection of Ron Cowan Parkway. Co-branded as both Hilton Garden Inn and Homewood Suites, the new hotel is designed to meet the needs of both short-term travelers and extended stays, and will offer accommodations to Alameda visitors and those traveling to the Oakland Airport. It will include a restaurant, full bar, and provide meeting space for events. The 130,000-square-foot project is expected to be completed in late 2025. For more information, including pictures of the ceremony and a rendition of the finished project, see Adam Gillett's article at alamedapost.com news. Last month, it seemed that AC Transit was set to move ahead with Phase 4 of their Realign Transit Network overhaul. However, at the most recent board meeting, the directors voted to extend the timeline into 2025. The draft final service plan incorporated community feedback collected under Phase 3 last fall, but also included an updated allocation of operator and vehicle resources required to improve reliability and on-time performance for each bus line. But since Realign must be a cost-neutral plan, these changes came at the expense of service operating hours and frequency. This came as a surprise to many as previous outreach presented relatively optimistic scenarios for a new service network. Many speakers lamented the severity of service cuts now being proposed across the AC Transit Service area, particularly as they affected low-income areas. For now, the public hearings and engagements slated for Phase 4 are on hold as planning staff revise the draft plan based on the board's direction. The board will hear an update on Realign within three months. For a detailed look at the concerns surrounding the Realign plan, see Kender's article at alamedapost.com news. Last year, there was much excitement in Alameda as we watched a mating pair of bald eagles build their nest at Carica Park. As we know, the storms wreaked havoc on the couple and the eggs were lost, but the bald eagles weren't the only avians busy trying to raise families. Marjorie Powell of the Friends of the Alameda Wildlife Reserve and the Golden Gate Bird Alliance has been keeping tabs on our local species, and there were plenty of other success stories to, um, crow about. Great blue herons in the wildlife reserve, as well as terns who arrived on time but for unknown reasons delayed nesting. Once the nesting did begin, it was an apparent success. The Fruitvale Bridge Peregrine Falcon successfully raised three chicks, as did the Seaplane Lagoon Ospreys. I was kayaking near Seaplane Lagoon in June, and Mama Osprey let me know in no uncertain terms to keep my distance. For more details on last year's nestings, as well as some beautiful photography from Rick Lewis, see Marjorie's article at alamedapost.com features. A couple of weeks ago, I was struck by a wine ad from our local grocery outlet, Bodegas Arvun Rioja, for $9.99, sells elsewhere for $115. dollars I was curious, so I brought a few bottles. Glad I did. I wasn't the only one who was curious. C.J. Hirschfeld was as well. So she brought along her friend Randy Arnold, the veteran of the vineyards, to explore the world of bargain wine. Randy's trip through Grocery Outlet was an educational one, and he shares some tips on how to stretch your wine budget and find those hidden gems that are easy on the wallet. Check out C.J. and Randy's adventures at alamedapost.com slash features. Don't forget our walking history tours have been scheduled for this year. Now through Thursday, take advantage of a money-saving season's pass. This year, we've added a virtual lecture to the offerings to add to your experience. Head on over to AlamedaPost.com tours for details. The first tour features Park Street, and Dennis Evanoski has provided a great introduction at AlamedaPost.com history. AlamedaPost.com events for a guide to what's going on in Alameda. Kimberly Akimbo continues at Alterina Playhouse. Show runs through February 25th. Art of the African Diaspora opens in multiple locations around Alameda Friday night. Tomorrow Youth Repertory presents the romantic comedy Almost Maine at Trinity Lutheran Church Saturday at 7, Sunday at 2. Show continues next weekend. Sunday, the Alameda Point Antiques Fair will be open after having been postponed from last week. Lots more events at alamedapost.com events. Oh, and there's a football game happening Sunday. Gil Michaels offers some recipes for your super party at alamedapost.com features. As a not-for-profit news organization, the Alameda Post relies on the generosity of readers and listeners like you. Your tax-deductible donations help ensure local news continues for Alameda. Be sure to check with your employer about matching donations. To give, head to alamedapost.com slash memberships. Find the Postcast wherever you get your podcasts, or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. I'm Scott Peeler. I'll be back next Friday with Episode 90 of the Alameda Postcast.